0: Season 2, Episode 7 of the Talking Ball Y'all Podcast, brought to you by Mugshots Grill & Bar, Katie Cake & Company, Pearl River Community College, Advantage Insurance Company, Stonewalls Barbecue & Catering, Bank Plus, and CC Firearms Training. On this episode, we will take a look back to this past Sunday, where Clay and I was fortunate enough to participate at Sundown in the City game day. If you were not able to attend in person, here are the interviews that we conducted. We're glad to be joined right now by head coach of the Prover Community College Wildcats, uh, Coach Ted Egger. Uh, coach, appreciate you. Uh, I know it's film day. All the coaches hey. have film day, but appreciate hey. you coming down and talking to us.
1: I appreciate you having me. Coach, uh, thank you, like, like Jeff has said, for being here. And we know it's a busy time of the year. Y'all get back after it uh, Thursday night there in Popperville versus uh, a rival in Jones. And um, last week against Hines, 28-18, I uh, lost um, – a close ball game and a, and a game that y'all fought hard against. Coach, just talk to us about uh, I know y'all have had a lot of success running the football uh, offensive line and tailback. Uh, Thompson have done a good job running the ball for y'all.
2: Uh, they have, you know, we're, we're um, and that's something that, you know, we're really pushing to do is run the ball uh, effectively. You know, it, it controls the clock, um, you know, and it's it's just our style of play. We want to be physical and and uh, you know, I believe if you can run the ball effectively, you can win the ball games. So, um, you know, Ron and our offensive line have done a great job. Um, we got a couple of young guys in there. Jesse Purnell got in um, and ran the ball very well last week. Um, T.J. Walsh did a great job running the ball. You know, so and then our quarterback had 100 yards rushing um, against uh, Hines last week, um, and that's something that we're going to continue to do and continue to push. And um, uh, you know, just every week you just got to get better. Coach, you
1: mentioned Jesse, uh, Jay
2: Beach, our next uh, interview head coach up at Popperville. And uh, what kind of kid is Jesse to coach? Oh, he's great. He comes to work every day. Um, you know, practice is hard. He's got an intensity about him. You know, he's a physical kid, uh, and, and, he, and he cares about um, everything that he does. So, you know, anytime you got guys that, that work hard every day and practice like they're going to play and, and those kind of things, um, those are the kids that – Um, you're excited to coach.
1: Yeah, three local guys there from Popperville. Jesse Parnell, um, Peyton Graham, and then also Waller on the defensive end. And so, some local flavor. Yeah. And uh, talk to us, if you would, Coach, about how important it is for the
2: community to support and for people to get to Dobie Holden Stadium on Thursday night. Um, It's really important. You know, we want – uh, as much community support as we can get and you know and again it comes back to they got a you know Everyone said to have somebody to to root for and so we we're really pushing to you know Recruit our local and district kids and keep our guys close to home and and that's something that you know I believe in and that's something that um, you know, I know our, our That our program is all about and we're going to continue to do that and continue to to keep guys like Jesse and um, you know um, Jumeric and Peyton and you know all those local guys that we have in this area uh, playing at Pearl River,
1: Coach. Something that I just following y'all on social media. Y'all get out to the local. It looks like elementary schools up to the junior yeah. high on uh, on Fridays. Just just kind of let our right. our, our audience know what y'all are doing we're,
2: there. We're actually going out uh, Thursday mornings uh, every day before our games. Um, so we go out. Um, we, we, Seven AM. We get a bunch of guys to go to all the elementary schools and just bring awareness to our program and get these kids excited about uh, football in general and Pro River football. And um, uh, you know, I'm, that's something that I I think is uh, really important. And you know, our kids kids really enjoy it. And Absolutely. you know, uh, being that role model. And so,
0: you know, in coaching, you know. It- we don't try to sugar, you know, sugarcoat stuff. We know it's been an up and down year. Yeah, um, you know more than anybody. You're out there coaching the guys, but uh, we got an audience out here, and we appreciate the folks coming out today for this uh, for this sundown in the city event. And just talk to our audience, and talk to us about uh, the mindset of the team. I know they work hard each and every week. Uh, you're there. I um, mean, you look at the scores of the game. You look at the the stats from the games. You're right there. So just uh, just talk to us about that, that portion uh, uh, and the mindset of the team.
2: Uh, our mindset's great. We come to work, you know, work every day. Um, we're, today is a big day for us, and, you know, our mindset is taking care of today. We worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow right. you can't do anything about, um, you know, you can learn from your past, but you can't do anything about it. So we take care of today, today, and, and win today and, and really get after today and everything that involves all the little details of that. And, you know, we, we've, you know – few of those games that could have gone one way or the other based off of a couple plays. And, and that's where, you know, when you get into practice, those are the plays that you, you got to continue to not have. And, and um, you know, a high snap here or there or a, a fumble or a, a missed coverage or a missed tackle. And you just got to continue to get better in um, all those aspects of the game. Take care of all the little things, all the little details. Coach, when you look at uh,
1: your year, you can change the year with a win Thursday night. It's that type of rivalry and game with the cat fight uh, Thursday night against Jones. Jones has a tough club. What have you seen so far? I don't know if you've seen any tape yet on them, but what do you expect out of Jones Thursday night? They're
2: gonna be physical. They're um, they, they like to run the football, and um, you know they're gonna be a lot of you know 11-10 personnel type team. They're gonna run the football and and try to get after you that way. And defensively, they're they're really good and. You know, they'll play a lot of man and put everybody in the box and the style, and so you gotta you, you got to give it right back to them. Coach, thank you, and we appreciate
1: your time. Good luck on Thursday night. I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Yeah, and everybody out, come up uh, to Popperville this Thursday night and support the Wildcats as they uh, entertains the Jones County Bobcats. Should be a good game.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Coach. Okay.
0: Any Popperville Hornet fans out here? Don't know if any me, any people made the trip from Popperville, but uh, head coach Jay Beach from the uh, – uh, Poplarville Hornets, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about his ball club, big win this past Friday night, so uh, let's jump right in. It.
1: Coach, uh, as Jeff has said there, and I see some Poplarville fans back there on that bench, or maybe <laughs> the most important ones in the, in the house uh, today from your standpoint. So Poplarville a big win, uh, a tough win, 3-0 was the score going into the half against a very good Green County team. So Jay, just kind of describe that win past Friday night.
3: Green County was a 12 and 2 football team last year. They um, a very good football team this year again, and uh, they gave us fits. They gave us uh, a hard time. Uh, We couldn't move the ball on in the first half. Eventually, found a few things and uh, were able to score a few points in the second half. But I was extremely proud of how our defense played. Defense played lights out. Uh, our, Our secondary guys they were locked in man to man coverage all night long. Didn't give up anything. Uh, the couple passes they did complete were in double coverage, and they just they 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 made a play on a jump ball. So our defensive line did their job, um, got a good pass rush, also played the screens very well, just like we had worked on all week. So couldn't have been more proud as a really good defensive effort. And then our offense got going a little bit in the second half too.
1: Yeah, and you talk about that offense that got going. Senior leadership, you know, Antonio Barnes, your senior quarterback, he threw a pick first drive of the game, and then I thought he responded excellent, especially after the half played. Great football, had a a long pass to Canaan Ray for a touchdown, I believe broke off two runs for touchdowns. Just talk about what Antonio has meant for, for the program and the way he played Friday night.
3: Yeah, that, that first pick you know, was a bad play for him, but uh, if it wasn't for Antonio, we really had to rely on Antonio in, uh, in the second half for sure. You know, they were stopping our, our wing-back runs, uh, tailback runs, fullback runs, and then what was left, we, we were able to utilize our athletic quarterback. And he ran two long touchdowns, threw another long touchdown, and, uh, and led us to victory there in the second half.
1: Coach, you look at it, a lot of pressure, really, coming into the year because of what – has been built there by yourself and your club 13 and 1 campaign last year won a south state championship two years ago played for it this past year and then you have a ton of seniors on this year's club how has your team handled that pressure through six ball games
3: it is a lot of pressure we uh, you know i was talking about it uh, to our coaches and a few of our kids after the game friday that. I don't want it to where we're just relieved to win the game. I want to. I want to go back to where we're, you know, celebrating at, in the locker room after a win, not just, you know, taking a deep breath and 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 just relieved that we won again. So we just need to focus and just and realize what we're there for. We're there to have fun, and we need to get back to having fun. And but there is a lot of pressure, a lot of expectations. Our kids and our coaches don't want to let anybody down, uh, our community down, and uh, but. That being said, we need to have fun.
0: You know, and coach, you go in into this uh, this this week coming up against Forest County, another district game. Uh, of course, won the one this past Friday against Green County, one to know in the district. Uh, but you're looking at this ball club through uh, the preseason. We you know we kind of deemed it the preseason with your non-district schedule, but you. Assessment of this ball club—you basically did a uh, running back by committee. Then first up games had some people injured, got some people back now uh, for this past Friday. But just the—I asked you the same question I did, Coach Egger. The mindset of the ball club—you know, going into this week after the win of your first district game—just what message uh, are you giving to this ball club and the mindset of this ball club as they as they're getting more in the district play?
3: Well, the, the message is uh, we need to take the small things, make the small things very important. Uh, we can 't overlook uh, the little things that have made us good up to this point, and really need to focus on that, not think about down the road or playoffs or anything else. We need to focus on the task at hand, the small things that make us successful and uh, at at times Friday night, I felt like uh, you know we didn't take the small things really important. We might have took a bad angle or, or put our head in the wrong spot or or, or something like that. but uh, we got a confident group of kids. They, they play really hard every Friday night. You don't have to worry about that. So uh, if you got that, you got a good chance.
1: Jay, something that uh, has stood out to me from getting a chance to cover y'all, and we certainly appreciate the access you've given us to the program and the ride that y'all have taken us on. But the support of the community, man, uh, I would say anybody that's here, if they haven't taken the opportunity to see y'all at home at the Hornets Nest, that is a special experience on Friday night
3: it's fun, not many football teams, not many players or coaches get to experience Friday nights like we do and we can't take that for granted. We have great support it's a great atmosphere, it's really important um, to our community, our fans, our school, our administration it's a big deal and, and so the kids practice all week and they get a reward on Friday night of playing in front of a lot of people and it's a big deal uh, not every football player in the state gets to experience it and you guys make it uh, just that much more important with the coverage we get and the, and the Details and the and the highlights of our players and going in depth from the stories about the players all that matters All of it makes it more important, and I think all of it uh, Contributes to how hard our kids play
1: Jay get right back into it as I know you've got to go study film You've got Forest County this week for homecoming and now mm-hmm. as Jeff pointed out a big win on the road You go 1-0 and and region play and all of them are important from here out and uh, we hope to be playing uh, football until that first weekend in December. No pressure, but uh, <laughs> yeah, as, <thanks>. you look, <laughs> as you look forward uh, to region schedule, Jay, just a couple teams that really jump out, and I know you're going to give me coach speak here about the one in front of us is the right. most important, but you've got some are all 7-0 uh, as they come in to region play get their first region win. Lawrence County 5-2, and 2. so some teams in this region that – this Popperville club will be battle-tested going into the playoffs.
3: Yeah, you look at last year, green was really the big uh, challenge for us in district. Now this year you look and the district seems to be a lot tougher. Uh, you got Summerall that's undefeated at this point. Uh, at this point last year, Lawrence County had only won a few games. Now they've got – I think they're five and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now you, yeah, I think it's a lot tougher district this year. The teams have gotten a lot better.
1: Jay, we certainly appreciate your time, man. Go uh, figure it out in the film room, and we'll see you Friday night.
0: Okay. Thank
3: you, guys.
0: Do I have any Blue Devil fans out there? I ah, got some over there. Got some Blue Devil fans over there. Shazby sitting down over there. We've, we're joined now, uh, the privilege and honor, joined by head coach Jacob Owen of the uh, Pearl River Central Blue Devils. Uh, let's, go, let's get right into it, Clay.
1: Yep, Jacob, uh, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate your time on a Sunday afternoon. Let's go back two weeks, uh, a special win over. You get your first region win. You win on the road over at uh, Long Beach. And a special night for Pearl River Central's program and and the Blue Devils faithful taking a a close win on a block field goal there at the end over at Long Beach. Let's just look back and speak to that game, Jacob.
4: Well, uh, you know, we we enjoyed it. I know that. Wins in this region is hard to come by. You know, we in the we in the SEC West. Mm-hmm. You know, we got Pickune, you got Wayne County, you got Hattiesburg. You know, and they they kind of look like you know Picayune kind of looks like Alabama, and and uh you know Wayne County kind of looks like Auburn, yeah. and, and Hattiesburg kind of looks like LSU. But it's a tough region. Uh, it's very competitive. Uh, we were thankful to, to to be able to start one and zero in our region. Um, and I was you know really happy to see our kids fight through adversity. You know, uh so many times and. You know, you look back at some tapes from last year and you know, look back at some moments this year whenever things went bad, uh, we kind of, we gave up a little bit, you know. So it was nice not just to see us win, uh, but to to see how we won that game, uh, I thought was very, very important and something that, that we can build on.
1: Coach, and you talk about fighting through adversity and and playing, playing to the end. It, I wasn't there. Uh, Jeremy Shesby, in the crowd was doing y'all's uh, play-by-play. Jeff was there the week before, filling in for Eli. But uh, from all accounts, y'all fought y'all's guts out even this past Friday night against a really good Wayne
4: County club. We did. Uh, we felt like we had a you know a pretty good plan uh, going into them. You know we meet every Sunday, and that's what I'm gonna do when we leave here. and uh, we try to put our kids in the best position we can to be successful and uh I believe we did that um you know they just they had an athlete on the field out there that number three that quarterback that um that we just couldn't tackle you know sometimes and uh you're gonna run into that you know sometimes that you know, their dog's better than mm. better than your dog and uh and that kind of that kind of happened Friday night but uh we're looking forward to the challenge next week we got Hattiesburg – uh they got some good players as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just going to have to take it to another level. You know, we've got, we got to hang on to people when we get our hands on them. When we get them wrapped up, we've got to hang on and, and wait for help. Coach, you talk
1: about uh, the, ne- the next opponent, but I just want to kind of look at what y'all have done overall rushing the football. We're familiar uh, with you especially being the offensive coordinator at Popperville, the years we've covered them on radio and the way that Popperville ran that wing T to perfection. You've carried that uh, down the road to career. Y'all are running it from what I can see, uh, as as well as it can be run with the guys that you have in place, and the numbers certainly reflect that. Talk about that rushing offense, and and, and it sounds kind of of funny, but what the wing tee actually means to you and the study and the time that you've put in uh, to that type of offense.
4: Well, uh, I fell in love with it because it's a system, you know. It's not an offense. a lot of people run an offense, you know they'll get in the gun a couple of plays, and they'll get underneath the center you know a couple of plays well those they don't feed off of each other you know they're they're running plays uh the wing T is truly an offense it's a system uh not just in how the plays complement each other but how you practice it as well um and it's it's actually you know it's not as simple as people think it is it does, you know there's a lot more more to it than than what people think but um it's uh it's it's really, really been good for us. It was it was good for us while we were at Popperville and it's been good for us here, uh here at Prover Central so far. You know, it took a little while to get going. Um and there's still a lot of improving, you know, that, that we have to do. Uh you know, Friday night we we got a had a situation where we, we recovered an on site kick, so we stole a possession and we had an opportunity to to go, uh, you know, to go down the field and take a two-touchdown lead, which would have been huge. You know, we probably would have won the game hmm. if we'd have done that. Um, and they come out, and their defense lines up wrong. Um, and our guys didn't adjust to it. You know, they, a guy moved from, from inside the guard to head up the guard, and we didn't block down on him, and he tackled us in the backfield for a four-yard loss, and that's it. You know, we're not going to convert third and long. That offense is not built for this. We got to gain yards every single play. That's what I tell them. I, say, I don't care if it's just one yard, as long as we're going forward every single play. Uh, good things are going to happen. But we, and uh, our guys are starting to learn to to adjust to you know different wrinkles and things that that defenses can uh, can show them.
0: You know, and and Jacob, we've we've known each other uh, you know for several years covering Poppleville. As you was Clay mentioned, he was the offensive coordinator at Popperville and now at Pearl River Central. But I've got a son in the program, 7th grade, and I, I I have the privilege of seeing you out there with the 7th and 8th grade, the middle school team, on Thursday nights. And I know you spend some time with them in the mornings when they have football uh, first period during the week. Uh, so bringing that wing tee down to the middle school level, and you're watching the 8th grade now, they're undefeated. The 7th grade is, I think, 5-2. and two. Uh, just talk about the future of the program. You see some kids coming up that's going to be there and moving from eighth to ninth, and then of course the seventh and eighth, bringing the wean tee down, kind of familiarizing them with that situation and that offense. Talk about the
4: future uh, of of the uh, of the Blue Devils. Well, you know, it's not it's not, not really a secret. You know, you got to do things a certain way if you wanna if you wanna play at a championship level. Um, I didn't come here to be mediocre. Um, you know, a lot of people say, well, you ought to be happy with three or four wins. Well, I, I'm not, <laughs> right. you know. We're going, to, we're going to try to win, I and mean, we're going to try to win big here because you can. You can win big anywhere if you do things the right way right. and you work hard and you keep believing. Um, those seventh and eighth graders, I can't wait to get them in the weight room, start teaching them how to power clean right. and bench press and squat. That's when it's really, a, you know, when you've got your hands on your seventh and eighth grade, that's when they really start to benefit is when you get them in the offseason and you've got them all offseason. Um, But them learning the system uh, in the 7th grade and the 8th grade, and you know, they just build on it little by little each year. And uh, by the time they're a sophomore, they can run the buck sweeper to trap in their sleep. You know, and uh, you benefit a lot from that.
1: Jeff failed to mention there, and probably because his son's in the program. That's the 7th grade club, correct me if I'm wrong. only lost two ball games. 8th grade undefeated. You have a huge sophomore class. So. Uh, when you look at the future, when all that kind of comes together, I know you're impatient, you're not waiting on that, uh, but them being able to see some success on this current club is going to only feed into that. Is, that. is that correct, Coach?
4: Oh, absolutely. Success breeds success, you know. And, uh, and them guys are successful, and uh, that, that's what they're used to. They're used to winning. And uh, when they step on the field, those eighth graders, they expect to win, you know. Um, it was a little bit different situation for our varsity uh, this year. Uh, begin, you know, starting the season out, they didn't. Our guys didn't really expect to win. were not really sure if they could win. Uh, I think now we're at a place. We're at a place varsity wise where, you know, there's a difference between believing you can win and believing you can beat anybody. That's you know, there's a big difference there. Yeah. I think. I but I know we we believe we can win, but I'm not sure if we believe we can beat anybody. Uh, You know, really, really good competition that we have in this region. Uh, Those guys, those eighth graders believe they can beat anybody.
1: And that certainly will be tested uh, this week. You've got a team in Hattiesburg that a lot of people across the way say may be the best team in the state on y'all's 5A level. And so what do you tell the team? Coach, you go, you study uh, film today. I know you're going to clean up what you saw, but how do you get them to believe this Friday night against a quality, quality team in Hattiesburg?
4: Well, I mean, you just you 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 go out there and you work and you believe in you know, we we don't really talk about winning and losing that much at practice. You know, we go out there, you know, we do see things a certain way, uh and I believe that's what it takes to win. Uh you don't focus on the results, you focus on the process, you focus on what you're doing every day and making sure that you're you're putting your guys in a position to to be successful. Um our guys know, you know, we, we, through going through the spring and going through the summer and going through our practices every single day, they know they walk into any Friday night situation with a, with a bit of confidence because they know what they've just been put through. Right. And, you know, I don't know many people do that. No, when you look
1: at uh, – you've, you've talked about the wing T being a system. A Hattiesburg offense is, is explosive. If you're getting three, four yards of pop in that wing T, you can kind of control
4: it a little bit as far as limiting their possessions on Friday night. Oh, yeah, that play clock's our friend, you know. Absolutely. We, we look at it, and it was out Friday night at Wayne County coincidentally. <laughs> uh. um, but, uh, yeah, we, we, try to, we try to keep that ball as much as we can. Can't score if you ain't got it. Yep, there you go. And, uh,
1: Coach, we certainly appreciate your time here today, man. I know, like, all the coaches and you've mentioned already that you've got film to get to and uh, things that you've got to get in place for uh, Friday night. I don't know if people realize exactly how much time, but not a lot of off days when the season gets started, Jacob, if any.
4: No, sir. No, there's (laughs) not. I mean, between – You know, you got to watch film on yourself and evaluate what you're doing on Friday night. And you usually do that on on Saturdays. And uh, we're going to. uh, And then after that, you know, Sunday you start preparing for your next opponent. And then once you get into the week, it's just. Get
1: (laughs) after it, huh? And get after you do, man. we appreciate uh, the time as always. We appreciate the effort that you put forth for your group, man. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you all. I appreciate what you all do. We've got Cody Stegner, uh with us. He's the offensive coordinator for the Picayune Maroon Tide. And, uh, Cody, that's a heck of a title to have, <laughs> the, what y'all have done uh, the last couple weeks. And a big week uh, last Friday night, um, putting up 60 against West Harrison. And if my notes are right, that's back-to-back weeks that y'all have put up uh, 60 or more. So, offense is rolling there for Picayune.
5: Yeah, and, and the title's not really – you know, I don't like titles that much because we have a great staff and uh, everybody works hard. And, and uh, we're all still just small parts of it because it's the kids who, who play and put in all the work every day during the week. And so, it's 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 on them because they're the ones doing it and they're the ones working hard for it. And, Coach, you bring, you talk about the kids,
1: uh, Franklin, Mickle, Reed, and some guys that I'm missing there on the offensive line, but they have moved – some people over the last few weeks in this rushing game which is always good maybe a little bit above that uh over the last couple of weeks have just moved the ball on the ground huge numbers
5: yeah those three guys you mentioned we also have uh, blake mitchell mark kendrick danzel whitney uh caleb hart dylan shabal and um uh, evan jackson they all they all have a small part in it and they uh they work hard every day you know when it comes in on mondays we start lifting weights and going through film and Uh, preparing for our game plan, and just, uh, you know, it's a culmination of the work they put in every day, and it it pays off on Friday nights.
1: Cody, when you look at this year's PICU team, I mean, people around here are used to them winning football games, and um, this group, though, when I look at the roster, and fortunate enough to see y'all that first week as we covered Popperville, and then Popperville's off week, saw y'all play against Wayne County, not huge as far as the numbers that are out, but the line is is am I wrong to say that this offense and defensive line are a little bit bigger in size than usual?
5: yeah, I mean th- we got some pretty good sized kids uh I mean we got two tackles, one about six four two two eighty, and another one about six one about three hundred thirty pounds and our guards are you know roughly two hundred pounds, but they can run and our center's a good sized kid he's probably six six one uh two two and uh, yeah, it's a little bit bigger than we have in the past, but uh, it's still the same mentality that they've been going through since Coach Lee's been at Pecune. Uh just being gritty, uh, working hard. And, and uh, I mean, are they the most talented every time they're on the field? Probably not, but they I, I feel like their work ethic is what sets them above a lot of other people.
1: And when you run the ball um, like y'all have, especially over the last uh, two or three weeks, it gives your defense, of course, a, a chance to kind of be over on the sidelines and make some adjustments. Talk to us, Cody. You, of course, you played junior college uh, football and played at Nichols State, which Nichols got a win yesterday as win. well. I know you'd want that brought up uh, today. But that mentality and the way you can control a line and control the football, how
5: valuable is that? Well, I think it takes a lot of pressure off your defense when you're able to uh, control the clock. It's like Coach Owens was saying, uh, the clock, play clock is your friend. Uh, especially, you know, the way offenses are now nowadays. You know, you got people like Hattiesburg and Gulfport and Deaverville They just so explosive uh, with that amount of athletes they have. And uh, you know, when you can control the clock, control the rhythm of the game, uh, it gets your defense off the field, lets them get time to rest and be have their legs fully under them. And uh, you know, it's it's, it's something you got to live and die by. And uh, and. Uh, we feel like we do a pretty good job of it. Yeah, as a former
1: offensive lineman yourself, I'm sure you can appreciate the style of football that y'all play. And as you mentioned, you and Jacob, uh, kind of old school offenses, but it's tough now, I think, for defenses to prepare to see a team like y'all or a team like Pearl River Central because so many people spread it out and – Um, You even see Wayne County. I mean, they they spread it out maybe to run the ball. So, not many people lining up like y'all do or what Pearl River Central does in the wing. That's got to kind of help too.
5: Yeah, and and basically it's football. You know, it doesn't matter what offense, defense you run. It's all going to come down to who's going to block the best, who's going to tackle the best, and who's going to force turnovers and who's not going to turn the ball over. I mean, it sounds pretty simple, but – really that's the gist of the game is who's going to block it who's going to block the best and who's going to tackle the best
1: yep that's even true for what we'll see later on this afternoon and what we're watching here i mean those basics kind of you know as broadcasters or whatever you'll say well that or coach speak that's a cliche or that but it's i mean you look at the numbers who wins that turnover margin who's able to run the ball on first down there's some key indicators to where that's
5: real i mean that's that's what decides football games oh absolutely and uh it goes from every level from Pee Wee way to the pros and and like you said, it is it is a little cliche to talk about it, but I mean it's it's not cliche because it's facts. It's yeah. it's the facts.
0: You know, and Cody, you was talking you mentioned the offensive line. We know you 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 know, you handle some of the offensive duties over there with the offensive line and stuff at Pickune and it's no secret what Pickune's gonna do. They're gonna run it. Uh, they're going to run it at you, and they're going to force you to stop it. And what you know, you spoke about the offensive line, but what about the bat? You got Jordan Rain back there running the football, an explosive back uh, for the Maroon Tide. Uh, it's just a matter of getting it in his hands, and then your offensive line opening up holes for him, and then he's off to the races most of the time.
5: Yeah, I think we got a uh, great stable of backs back there. You know, along with Jordan Rain, we have Jarious Travis, right. Winston Drain, uh, Kate Turnage, Devontae Raymond, uh, Greg Swan. And uh, including our wingbacks, Caleb Hard, Dylan Shavit, and Devin Jackson, uh, they just they work hard too, and they trust in their offensive right. line. They're they they know they can't do what they're doing without the guys up front, and along with our quarterback, Jaquel Myers, uh, he's been handling our offense pretty well. And uh, there's a lot of things we can still get better at. I mean, we're we're not where we want to be, and uh, but it's it's all gonna come down to you know being one unit. We got 11 guys on the field at one time, and they each need to do their right. job, and and uh, and trust that the other guy's going to do his.
1: Coach, when you look at uh, Myers, your quarterback, who you've mentioned, you have the pleasure, I believe, of coaching him twice, a good baseball player as well. And that offense, that athlete at quarterback, has to be very unselfish. Can't be a prima donna. It's got to get out and sometimes uh, block. And just talk about the kind of kid that Myers is.
5: Yeah, it's definitely not a type of offense if you want to be a prima <laughs> donna, you know, pro style quarterback. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of plays where we ask Dakel. You know, he's got to get out in front, and he's going to block on our on our power. And uh, you know, he's getting better at it every day He's getting better at it every day, and uh, he still can get a lot better at what he does. But you know, it's it's very unselfish because I mean, I think we've thrown the ball maybe 20 times in the last five games, and and there's a lot of teams who's thrown it 120 times already. But uh, he he shows up to work every day. You know, he handles it good. I think he's starting to become a little bit better leader. That's somewhere I think he can, can grow in. Uh, by being a little better leader, but uh, he's doing a great job with it right now.
1: Cody, we, Cody, we talk about uh, that leadership from the quarterback position. You're getting some. I, I thought one of the keys to the Wayne County, the way y'all mixed in the wing, wing back or, or we're not sure exactly what y'all call it in that offense, but hit some big plays uh, through that as well, and. Uh, it, it's been said, you know what, is going to do, the power. And well, just when you think that, you know, it's going to be the little underneath play where the wingback gets it. And I thought that kind of changed Wayne County's mentality a little bit to have to keep an eye on that.
5: Well, yeah, I mean, we're always looking for for angles and for, you know, edges and finding out where the weakness is on the defense. And, uh, you know, we, we've got certain plays that we can attack certain situations. And, um uh, they gave us a defense where we felt like we only had to run a few plays because we were able to attack each weakness. And, and our guys did a great job of executing, and they did. And uh, I was so proud of them that game. And uh, we just want to get better, though, because we've got a long ways to go and we got a tough game next week uh, against Stone High. And uh, and it's not going to get any easier. We're going to get everybody's best, and we always do.
1: Yeah, and Coach, I don't know if you saw it, but they had a neat article about uh, Oak Grove and- a uh, former offensive coordinator, uh, Russell Mitchell, a, a buddy of yours, and how they kind of got in a fist fight with Pedal on Friday night and weren't really moving the ball. And they started running power to each side and letting their star uh, quarterback get out on the edge and be a lead blocker. And he, he talked about, dated it back to his picking days and said, you know, I see something in film that may work here. And it was just neat to, to see him at Oak Grove uh, kind of reference back and use this offense as a reference point.
5: Yeah, talking with Russell, I've, you know, I talk to him about every day. Still, he's he's been my best friend since we were five years old, and uh, I think he's doing a great job over there. And you know, to have a type of quarterback like he's got an SEC quarterback to get out there and be unselfish and blocking the power, I think that says a lot about what they have going on over there. And uh, it's also and uh, just talking with him, he's you know, he's just looking for new ways to move the ball and and uh, instill a little toughness and. And it paid off for them absolutely
0: you know cody and y'all are y'all are 2-0 in the district the win against wayne county two weeks ago and then uh, on the road uh, picking up your uh, second district win against west harrison this week you face uh, stone county i know you're gonna go over there and watch film and and gather on some things that you might have seen on stone already as some uh wrinkles in their systems some things that y'all might uh try to put in place uh as Picking comes in to try to go three and zero in the district to start uh, district play.
5: Well, I know they got their their quarterback, running back, mm-hmm. uh, right. the Arrington kid. I'm right. not exactly Five. sure what you call him. Right. He's, he's an athlete. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's an, an athlete. athlete. That's right. And uh, I know they got him back, and and uh, he he makes them a lot better. And and Coach Feaster, you know, he's gonna be he's gonna have his guys prepared and ready to play right. hard, and uh, just like he would anywhere he has been and and will be. Uh, you know he he's been been here and he knows our offense and he, he he's going to have a plan to stop us and we're just going to have to, you know we'll we'll work on what we see on film and and uh, get prepared for them as well and uh, just make sure our kids are ready to play. Coach, we'll let you
1: take the football headset on and uh, put the be- baseball hat on and kind of talk about your position there, the head coach for the Picky Maroon Tide baseball. And y'all have got a neat event coming up, uh, Coach Ron Polk, the legendary Mississippi State uh, baseball coach, and the, really a guy who uh, has affected so much in the college game. And then uh, his his baseball book is kind of a, a go-to guide on the game of baseball, and, and he's coming to pick you in,
5: Cody? He is. He's, he'll be here on December 10th right here at the auditorium. Uh, we're still working on the details for it, about the time and the uh, ticket prices and stuff, but... You know, it was, uh, last week I received a letter in the mail, and I'm sure there was uh, hundreds of high schools around that received <laughs> them, and it said, hey, I'm Ron Polk. I'd like to do this speaking for your high school. You know, here's a lot of all the stuff I've done. And, and of course, I didn't have to read it because I know all the stuff he's done. Right. And so his phone number. I talked with Coach Christy Mitchell, and uh, I said, hey, if I can get in touch with him, you, you know, go in and do this with, with, with me. And he, she, well, she was all on board. And so, of course, I, I called his cell phone, not expecting him to answer. And on the second ring, he answered, and I'll Probably sounded like a little girl at a Taylor Swift concert when he answered the phone because, I mean, he's a, he's a legend. He's oh, a coaching absolutely. legend and uh, won a lot of baseball games and, and uh, just fun guy to talk to. We, we, we sat there and talked for about 30 minutes and just got everything squared away. And he's excited about coming here, and we're really excited about it because I think it's something good that, you know, for our kids and the whole community to come out and see.
1: Yeah, and I don't know what the budget will be to get him here, but I'm sure Coach uh, Kent Kirkland will be able to sign any <laughs> invoice that comes across <laughs> his desk to get Ron Polk over at the auditorium.
5: Oh, uh, he's – well, Coach Polk, like he said, he, he, he talked to me on the phone. He said he doesn't ask for much because he's done pretty well in his career of coaching. And he, he – like he said on the phone, he feels like it's the right thing to do to give back. I mean, that's just – goes to show you what kind of guy he is, you know, and the character he has and, and – uh, like I said, I'm, I'm really excited. Like, as soon as we got off the phone, I was jumping around in my classroom and, you know, went and ran and got Coach Christie and told her about it, and we were excited. We were already starting to plan it then, and I just started telling – I started getting on the phone, calling and telling everybody, say, guess what, guys, I talked to Ryan Polk today. You know, yeah, It was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, and Cody, if, uh, for details when they do get released for uh, times and ticket prices, what's the best way for anybody here – to uh, find that,
5: well, well, we'll put out flyers throughout the schools. Uh, it'll be on Facebook, all the social media. Um, my Booster Club president, Ms. Amy Smith, she's working on a flyer as we speak right now. And uh, we're just trying to get all the details figured out. You know, we're going to, I mean, it's going to be a ticket, for, uh, have to get a ticket again. There's only 1,100 seats in the auditorium. So, you know, it, uh, we hope we sell it out. If not, that's fine. It's still going to be a great event. Uh, but there will be more details probably within the next week week and a half uh, we're going to get it all out to elementary schools to the businesses uh, and mainly social media
1: yeah well uh, hopefully you'll remember this podcast that you're a friend of when, <laughs> when you get coach folk on <laughs> your sites maybe we can just get a, a question or two that would be great oh, too. absolutely
5: absolutely I'm sure he would enjoy it too
1: Cody we appreciate your time on a Sunday afternoon man good luck next week
5: all right thanks y'all
1: we're Appreciative for Jeff Long, the athletic director for Pearl River Community College, joining us this afternoon. Uh, Jeff, thanks for your time on a Sunday afternoon.
6: Man, I can't tell you how much I appreciate y'all reaching out to me and, and uh, having me down here. Anytime I can get out and talk about you know the good things we have going on on our campus and what we do for Pearl River County and our other uh, five counties in our in our district, I'm I'm all for it.
1: Well, Jeff, you talk about good things going on. Let's look a year back to the athletic calendar and athletic year and all the success that the Wildcats had there in Popperville.
6: Yeah, you know, looking back at last year we we certainly uh, turned some corners um, and this is my this will be two and a half years I've been in this position, and uh, you know our first year we we made some changes and and um, you know to our philosophy, and then you know we made some some actual changes to some coaching positions and um and so last year we came in and we just we made made great progress in in all of our sports Um, we play four men's um, njca sports Uh, we play men's basketball football baseball and men's soccer we won state championships in three of them um, which is which is obviously as you know in that league the mic jack is really difficult to do and then in football, we made we made a really nice jump. Went from from two and four to four and two in the South Division, which is uh, a brutal division itself. And, and we're we're really proud. Um, and we're proud of our academic success as well and our success off the field. You know, one thing we we really try to do is get more involved in a community. And then also, you know, focus on. You know, a lot of times people think about community college athletics and they think we just take guys who've uh, you know struggling in the classroom or maybe have been in trouble somewhere else. And that's just that's the perception some people have, you know, uh, fair or not, but that's that's not the case with what we got going on in Poplarville. Obviously, we got a lot of great kids, a lot of kids who may have been a little short from getting that offer they wanted, um, and going to a Division One or a four-year school, and, and then. But what we were able to do last year, you know, it just just validated what our plan was. You know, even, you know, uh, a sport like football, we had we had 22 December graduates last uh, December, and 18 of them went on to sign with with four-year schools. Wow. Uh, Division One, Division Two, or NAIA. Right. Um, and then we'll have similar numbers as far as graduation uh, this year goes. But to be able to do that and then also to have the success, uh, like I said, we won in the fall, we won men's soccer championship, won a men's basketball championship, and then in the spring um, won a men's baseball championship and, and Coach Avalon's second year. So we're, we're thrilled with, with uh, you know, what we're able to do. And, and now we just, we're just trying to keep that train rolling.
1: And now you've got us back to uh, present day. Football team uh, not off to I- exactly the start that uh, the Wildcats would have wanted, but on the other side, soccer, soccer playing really well. Uh, the men's I believe are in first place. Women right at the five and five overall mark, and I think pretty well even in district play, so they're still um, in a, in a good spot in South Division. So soccer's off to a, a really nice start again.
6: Yeah, I, you know, soccer, as as y'all know, in Mississippi, soccer's really become become very popular. Um, and, and it's no different than the Mic Jack. We've and, and Pearl River Community College has set the standard for soccer, I think we've won 10 state championships uh, since soccer originated back in 1999 between our men's and women's teams, uh, which is which is by far um, more than any other program. So we're thrilled about that. Like I said, we did win men's soccer championship last year. Right now we're in first place um, in men's as we get, we're, we're starting our, our uh, second half now. Women's are actually firmly um, in the playoff if, if we were to end right now. So we're excited about that. And, you know, the way we look at it, you, you've got to put yourself in position to be able to win championships by being in postseason play. And, um, and so, you know, every year you're going to have some things that go uh, not your way maybe early in the season. But, you know, the goal is uh, to, to be playing well at the right time and put yourself in position to, to be in the postseason. season So we're thrilled about that. And in, in football, you know, we, we – uh, of course, we've, we've played three games that we've lost uh, by uh, ten points or less. A couple of games, you know, obviously we had a 20-point lead in that first game against Itawamba. Uh, felt like we should have closed the door there. But they're working, you know. We and uh, we were talking before the show. We, we did have a setback. We had we had the first-team All-State quarterback who was a freshman last year. Uh, he accounted for 19 touchdowns uh, in nine games. Um, tore his knee, uh, the, his ACL in spring practice and ended up signing with Memphis. Went on up to Memphis, the University of Memphis, uh, to, to take his red shirt, so he's up there rehabbing right now so that put us back a little bit but but you know we got some good local kids and those guys are playing hard and uh, we feel like we're about to turn the corner there.
1: Jeff you look at uh, Pearl River Community College as a whole uh, first community college in our state academically uh, the best value I believe that we could agree on of anywhere that you can go and start your college career and then the standard that's been set on your side when you're looking at being an athletic director, such storied history there and it, uh, pressure, but kind of peer pressure from what has come before and then what the other programs are doing. That's a good kind of pressure, right?
6: Yeah, it is. It is. Um, yeah, we, we do have a, a, a great history in athletics. We've won more football state championships than any program in the Mike Jack. Uh, we've won... 15 basketball state championships on the men's side um, throughout the years, uh, so we've been really successful there. Um, won a nas- two national championships in football, um, which is something that, like I said, Pearl River County can really be proud of. But, you know, you talk about athletics, and we, we know our role. Obviously, a lot of times athletics uh, can be good or bad, being at the right. forefront of your institution. you you want it to be good and you know we put in the work to try to try to put a good face on the institution and, and we're real proud of that but you know we do realize we're a small part of what we do at, at Pearl River Community College we're, we're the fastest growing community college in the state um, everybody else including four-year schools you know numbers are, are declining as far as uh, admissions but we're we're steadily on the rise uh, growing um, a lot of a lot of that goes to Dr. Lewis and Dr. Brewerwood uh, as you know Dr. Brewwood in his second Second years of president and, and Dr. Lewis, who who had a great run, just retired, um, you know, a year and a half ago. So I'll, I'll give those guys a credit for that. We've we've really got a lot of positive things going on, but but academically, changing changing kids' lives academically, getting them out in the workforce, um, you know, that's. That's what we're there for. And, you know, our thing is, you know, we're, uh, we are we want to be entrenched in Pearl River County, Marion County, Jeff Davis County, Lamar, Forrest, and Hancock County. That's our six-county district. Um, and we want those kids to come to Pearl River Community College to get an affordable education. What we do in athletics, you know, um, those guys, a, a lot of times, uh, we have males and females playing in, in high school sports, and you know they want to have an opportunity to continue playing that sport. And, and there's there's only so many, and you guys have been around enough. You know, uh, we talk about it really in, in sports like baseball, it's just so it's so limited numbers of spots out there at the LSU's and the Mississippi States and the Ole Miss, um, and, and not to mention those uh, those <laughs> are programs who are uh, you know top ten programs right. in the country, and, and so. We're able to take kids, uh, give an opportunity for two years to get stronger. Um, and, and maybe sometimes it is just learning how to be a good student to move on to that next level and then also learning how to be, uh, you know, as a player, learning how to, to have that dedication, what you need to do to, to compete at the highest level. So, yeah, we, we're, we take pride in affording that opportunity, for uh, our, especially for our local kids. You know, and Jeff, I've had
0: the privilege uh, in the past to to interview Doctor uh, Adam Breerwood several times on the on the radio, whether it be a radio broadcast or, or something uh, to that nature. And it seems <laughs> to me that y'all have keeping a lot of uh, construction crews at work at on the Poppaville campus. I mean, every time you look around, something's being done. I know you renovated and redid the football. Uh, locker room kind of upgraded it from where it was. It was already a nice facility, but upgraded it. And then the work you're putting in at the dub, uh, I think you did some work for the softball fields over there with some of their locker rooms. Just talk to that aspect of of how you're growing that athletic department with, I mean, construction crews up there day after day working on areas around the campus.
6: Yeah, you know, it's it's become almost like the SEC in the, in the state of Mississippi, <laughs> community college athletics, because, you know, I want to make sure our coaches have the resources to compete um, in, in recruiting, and then when we play and we compete against, um, you know, our south division opponents and, and our north division opponents. So, what we – you know, we've we've really made an emphasis to, to upgrade our facilities. Now, a lot of that has been through uh, fundraising. And right. Private fundraising and having, having donors and having people in our community who help us with things a lot of, and, and sometimes it's not even not even financially just helping us with work and different things going on and that's, that's how we've attacked it. Um, and you know, I want to give credit to to the college though and their administrators because they've they've done as much as they could to help us along the way, but you know when i when I got into this position, I told Dr. what I said, you know one thing we're going to do, and we kind of laid out a plan for for athletics and and our facilities and I said, you know a lot of this stuff we want to do through fundraising um I don't want to be a burden on the on the college um because you you know one thing that people don't think about we're we're not Alabama football, we never will be in the community college system. We don't make a ton of money off of uh, our games. You know, uh, you could justify paying Nick Saban ten million (laughs) dollars when he's bringing when when they're winning, their merchandise sells out the roof, they're filling up that stadium, they're making making a lot of money off of it. For us, it's about making it a great experience for the student athletes. So what I told you know our administration was, I said whatever we need to do to to help fundraise, and you know we got um, some of the coaches that we brought in, like like I mentioned before, Coach Avalon um when he came in he wanted to do some things to the field we got together and uh, he's done a lot of fundraising on that end and we got some help in the community but yeah i'll just kind of if you look across our campus and i do encourage anybody who is out there that's local that hasn't been on program community college's campus in 10 or 15 years um, it's a dramatic difference uh, right now we've got some tremendous facilities and this stuff uh, you know not even taking into consideration what we do with athletics, but our dorm facilities are unbelievable we 've got um, the um, the brownstone center, mm-hmm. um, which which holds about a thousand people, which is state of the art uh, theater type uh, atmosphere, and then White Coliseum, which we were able to do after katrina our our basketball facility, which is which is as good as most small division ones right. we're real proud of. And then, you know, the campus as a whole has just been tremendous. But we were able to – we got a, an 18 by 35 video board up at football, which is which has really added to, to our atmosphere um, for football games. Um, and it's, it's just been a tremendous thing for us to be able to play replays and, and – uh, do commercials and play videos and, and things like that on the It just changes the, the whole uh, you know deal for your game day. Um, soccer, we just finished up uh, a facility for them that's got. Uh, two dressing rooms, uh, coaches' offices, a training room. Uh, this this state of the art. Uh, of course, you mentioned the dub, which which um, you know I'd like to to give a plug for Mr. Barry Harper, Mr. Dub Herring, who, who are a lot of help with what we've done with with baseball. We've got that going on right now. We just finished turf on the infield and and a uh, foul ground at baseball, and it looks tremendous. And then the grandstands, which uh, is what we we got help from from Mr. Dub on. Um, it's going to be. Going to be tremendous there too. Um, softball, we finished an indoor facility two years ago, so we've been in there for two years and we've got plans to renovate their, their grandstands as well. So, um, and this, I know you guys know Dr. Breerwood, there's no slowing down right. um, uh, <laughs> with us. We're going to continue to push and, and make sure what we put out there for uh, students from, from Pearl River County and our surrounding districts are going to be uh, the best we can give them. And that's, that's what we want to do.
1: Jeff, you mentioned um, the new basketball facility there and um, a, a good team to go along with it. Uh, win a state championship last year. Uh, a lot of buzz with some guys that y'all brought in to, to help that team to repeat. And they start very soon. I mean, it's 100 degrees out here, but it's almost <laughs> October, believe yep. it or, or not. And it's that's when they'll st- pick up and begin to play, right?
6: That's right. That's right. We'll, uh, we'll go out. To, we're going out to Texas to play in an opening tournament, which will be – um, a great opportunity for our kids to be seen by a lot of division one schools <clears throat> but our men's program um, with coach Johnny and his staff they've done a tremendous job we've got, the core returning from what we had last year, we had a lot of freshmen that, that played and played very well down the stretch. And then as some of you, you know, uh, I know you, you guys follow us uh, on social media and you'll see a lot of things that Patrick Oakes and Mark Franklin uh, put out for us. But we got we got a transfer from LSU who um, was a tremendous player for them even as a freshman, was second on the team in minutes uh, as a freshman. Um, he's a big 6'6", 230 uh, pound kid who's got a bright future. Um, he's gonna come in and, and be part of that. But we. We added, you know, besides him, we added several guys who were coming in as freshmen that are impact players. So, real excited about them. And our women's program, we made a tremendous stride last year. We actually went to the wire um, the last game of the year we played up at Colin, and the winner uh got in the playoffs and we lost that game by three points on the road we were one game out we made a 100 percent improvement in, our, in south division games with our record um so we're real proud of them we added some really good girls uh, there as well so real excited about them but yeah basketball is just around the corner like you said um we'll be uh we'll be tipping off at the at the first of october so uh, we got we feel like uh, we're gonna have a uh, really exciting season both men's and women's basketball
1: And just because we have you here, we want to go back and look at last year's baseball team, Coach Avalon and that group, a special year. And and some of those guys just following along with what Mo Landry and some of the beginning to play. I believe he's in the Dodgers organization trying to move up with them. So, some guys that are going to move on from that team, but a good core group coming back baseball-wise.
6: Yeah, we got a good group coming back, Um, especially on the mound, which is where it all starts. I know – um, we've got Miles Smith. He's gonna be a sophomore. He's committed to South Alabama. He'll sign November 1st, and we got uh, Shamar Page who was an all-conference All, um, all conference and all-region player last year. He's got offers from Tulane, Louisiana Tech, Southeastern Louisiana. Um, so we're really excited about them. We added some great pieces uh, to, to baseball as well. They kind of they kind of got it rolling. But yeah, we, we uh, made that change two years ago. That was actually my my first uh, assignment, which is a pretty big one as I stepped in there was to to, to hire a baseball coach and, and so we feel like we got a guy there who can who's who's putting a good product on the field and really represents Pearl River Community College, um, with the way we want it represented. But yeah, we we were really a year ahead of where we, we we thought we were gonna be, uh, to jump out there in his second year win a state championship. And you know, we've won one state championship in the history of Pearl River um athletics and baseball until Last year So um, that goes to show How good that league is Because there's been Y'all know there's been Some Mm -hmm. great teams Uh, J.R.T. He's over Southeastern Louisiana now You know he won uh, the one championship back in in 04 uh, but he had all four years he had great teams one year they went to the national tournament and so we've had great teams it's just it's a very difficult league to win a state championship in um, and, and move on but we felt like we were, we were kind of uh, we were looking at this year but it happened a year earlier so we're thrilled with that but they came in you know after we had a couple down years and, and immediately got us in the playoffs and, and um, had us competing at the highest level and then last year we were we were um, 37 and eight in the regular season I believe. Um, and then won won a state championship. Went out to the regional and and uh, and finished well there. And, and so we're we're real proud of what what they're doing. And especially with our, our facilities, Coach Coach Avalon's a great fundraiser. And, done real well and, and so with our facilities we've, we've really upgraded there so looking forward to, to this coming year with them as well
1: absolutely great things going on there at Pearl river community college thank you jeff for your time on a sunday afternoon
6: appreciate you guys uh i can't tell you like i said how excited i am to get out and talk about um our programs and and uh even you know and what we can do for our local kids and so um anytime you guys uh can have us or, or come see us uh, we're welcoming thank you jeff Thank you for listening
0: to this week's episode brought to you by Mugshots, Katie Cake & Company, Pearl River Community College, Advantage Insurance Company, Stonewall's Barbecue & Catering, Bank Plus, and CC Firearms Training. Stay tuned for more episodes in the weeks to come.